0: Hello, and welcome to the Nordic Key Forge podcast. My name is Hydrophilic Attack, and I'm joined today by Mr. K-Pop. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm good. Good to be here again.
0: Woohoo! Nice to have you back. Uh, and also, we have Algonon R, the champion.
2: <laughs> yes, champion. And I'm also, good. good to be here.
0: Good. Um, yeah, let's move directly to the Fortnite. Knight. So, uh, Mr. K-Pop, how has your Fortnite
1: been? Well, it's actually been victorious. I had my first league game since, I don't know, when was the last time I played? Way back. So mm. um, I'm happy that I started with the victory. I had a good intensive three brain journey crunchy best keyforge that you can just wish for like super tight super like thinky just took forever and then just you you, you find the right solution the find right puzzle and you just make it make the right correct uh correct um uh, choices and then at the same time you can also have the hint of luck with having good draw and you just make the the win that's that's actually the best keeper that I had for a while, and um, shout out to DK uh, Caspian for playing really well, and uh, we had a good time. Even though he he lost, he he was a good uh, oppo- opponent, and we had a blast together. And we were talking about the game afterwards, and I I'm just stoked. I'm happy. Nice. What about oh, you, uh, Algenon? What about your
2: well, so so the champion started off uh, not in a very impressive manner. Last time I was on, I was talking to Sarmis about lineups and how to think about bringing your lineups. And then, straight after, I decided to just do something completely different than I talked about and just brought six new decks instead. And that resulted in a 1 and 9 loss. Uh, so, <laughs> two oh, zero, oh uh, one zero three in games. Uh, Yeah, one key in three games. And it was in the last game as well, so at least it got better. Uh, But yeah, I played versus uh, Lorenzo, and he played uh, flawlessly. Uh, Also banned very well. Uh, Like, uh, Yeah, I was stuck with decks that didn't really do much versus uh, his remaining decks. And uh, also, uh, I mean, I, I didn't draw well either. And I have quite high variance decks, so... Uh, I think drawing good is going to be needed this season to get wins. So we'll see how it uh, how it goes in the following rounds, probably uh, or hopefully a bit better than this first one. But at least it's going well in the cup, and I have two wins uh, in the in the cup so far. Yeah, all nice. Right. How about you, Hydro?
0: I've played a lot, uh, so I've already done my first two rounds of NKFL season 18. Uh, So I I played against Not Tonight first, won the first two games, then the deck, she had her protected deck left, Uh, and I had a deck that would have been good against it, but it would have been bad against her other deck. So I went with the safe option, stupidly, and she went with the protected deck, and uh, I lost that game. Uh, so playing it safe meant I lost. And I also misplayed in that game, and she played perfectly. So I, I didn't get the 3-0 there. I could have gotten it if I had selected the other deck, I think. And then I played uh, Kveld uh, on, the, on uh, Sunday, uh, like yeah, two days ago. And I won my first game. I had a really good matchup in the second game. But he had like I wasn't able to answer a logos card on the first turn, and then on the second turn he had nine logos cards or something. <laughs> but uh, my first game against uh, not tonight was something similar with with Star Alliance. So so uh, yeah, it, it's things like that that happens. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. but I lost the game two, which was close, and I could have won. The matchup was good, but I lost it. And then game three there were only bad matchups. So so I ended up one two against Quell. So started two one and one two, which is okay, but yeah. I would have liked to have one more win. I think.
2: But it's I nice could. with the longer, longer series now with more yeah. players. You you get some time to like catch up if you have a if, a, if you have a one nine start, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and I also have played uh, NKFL Seal a lot, so that season finished up. Kind of, we still have the playoffs left. And like the last time we did a, we did a Fortnite. I said I had been losing a lot because I had been starting that season with one two one two, and then after that something clicked with my lineup and I started winning. Wow! Uh, so a lot of not like uh, most of one three zero and most of them two one. So and the lineup,
1: the lineup started to listen to you.
0: Yeah, and I started to realize what deck I really are really good and which are not and so on. That's important. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I've been able to fight my way until probably first in my group. So, oh, wow, well done. So that that's cool. Uh, I'm quite happy because I was quite disappointed after the first two weeks because I had really low sus lineup because I had really bad decks. But I thought I had a brilliant idea for a lineup and then it didn't work. And then I kind of... <laughs> uh, re- it redeemed itself in the later weeks so so that's good I've also joined the uh, KFPL uh, Triad League so it's basically Triad uh, in a league format and I've played two rounds played uh, against uh, uh, Anthony Boygod or something like that was his name and then later against Gorlami and I managed to beat them both 2-0. So that's good. We'll see oh, how it impressive. continues. Oh, Well done, man. Uh, but we'll see how it continues. That one is just for fun. I really like Triad. And it's nice to support these uh, <laughs> good formats that we like <laughs> uh, <laughs> these days. Uh, so yeah. Um, so I've had a good Fortnite overall. I just need to improve a bit in the regular NKFL for the next few weeks. And it should be good. Um, OK then let's move on just before we move on to the main topic of tonight just a quick news update the uh, ghost galaxy they dropped on us today the organized play guidelines uh, and i don't think we should talk about it at length today we can do that maybe another time but the interesting points to notice there are there are new rules for for going to time that are interesting so mm. look up those and uh, the other interesting thing is they posted their alliance restricted list. So those of you who are interested in alliance, look that up uh, to see what you can build and what is included, and more importantly, what's not included, uh, and yeah. try to make some fun broken stuff with that.
2: Yeah, uh, I noticed my Heart of the Forest Kinka, uh combo. Uh,
0: should subscribe. work, right? Yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah. No Heart of the Forest was a bit surprising, actually. Yeah,
2: i surprised by that.
0: Uh, and uh, yeah, let's move on to the main topic. So the main topic of tonight it came because one match uh, in in the last season, I was going to play against Algonon, I think, and I noticed that both me and him, especially him, had a few decks uh, or quite a, a number of decks in their lineups with relatively low Amber control. So I had one deck in my lineup with below two points in Amber Control on decks of Keyforge, and you had two decks with low Amber Control scores as well. You know, yeah. So I figured it would be interesting to have a discussion about. I mean, when people say what you need in a Keyforge deck, the most popular answer you get is Amber Control. That's the one thing you need. But still, we have a champion here who who played the lineup with with decks without without. Uh, Amber control and I'm not the champion but I had I did okay with my lineup as well which has a deck like that so and I yeah. also know you Linus you like also to play some decks with low Amber control so yeah, I figured it would be fun to discuss what kind of decks, how to play decks with low Amber control and what they look like Yeah. Uh, so the first question for us what do you guys think what kind of deck can do well with low Amber control or what do they need to contain to function without low i mean without high amber control
2: could i could i just ask first <clears throat> what do you consider to be low amber control like is there a number if you go by sas or is it like, I what, what would be a low amber control deck
0: i didn't think of a number but something like uh, below
1: five or something like that maybe. yeah yeah if, if we talk about SASS, i would consider like below five around five down yeah. downwards then obviously there's different kind of capture for example those that really yeah. stop uh rush for example the door doorstep for example or and uh, uh, Nova at okay
0: for she has said that she will reduce the points for capture a lot in the next the next time she upgrades the system
1: okay that's gonna be interesting
2: yeah, well, so yeah, Back to your initial question, I guess.
0: Yes, but it's good. It's good that we have definitions. But uh, another point, I guess, is not. I don't know uh, how many. How another definition could be on how many turns on average can you stop uh, a forge when you? If I mean, are you able to do it? Should you want to, like, if, if most competitive decks can maybe do it, I don't know. On a, Two fifths of each turn in the game, or something, but but uh, but a low amber deck, a low amber control deck is maybe able to do it twice in the match, or three times in the match, or something like that, or yeah, two times per actually,
1: shuffle, maybe. Yeah, but way. that's that's actually super interesting because that's that in itself, the timing you know, of the timing of when you can do that, like the um, with a low A, you are you need to have the key timing to really stop. You know that it's all about tempo, actually. Mm. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things in my head when I play my low uh, A is that I need to be first in the tempo, mm. which means being first forging keys. And that's so I- even though, let's say in the one game, I would only stop the opponent one time forging, but he... He isn't, he isn't or she isn't uh, the opponent isn't able to stop me uh, during the other ones then that means I'm going to win mm. um, so just the timing of being able to have those key cards in the right moment uh, to stop and keep your tempo before the opponent is actually one of the crucial ideas behind the low A especially especially if you have a deck that doesn't have a key cheat mm. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite decks are like that, for example.
0: So, so one aspect then is 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 tempo, and one part of tempo is rushing. But let's leave that aside because you're talking more about being able to win a forge race, I guess. Let's yes, say yes, that's exactly. You end up in a situation where both players have eight in amber and zero keys. Who wins? Uh, the person who can either cheat the key or the person who can stop the third key at the right moment, I guess.
1: Yeah, because uh-huh. I've been I've been able to win games just because I've been playing the tempo game. I, I'm like I know that person's gonna. I won't be able to stop that person to do the burst, whatever it, the opponent can do, because maybe big board or whatever. Uh, but I I know, according to how the game has went, what I, what the opponent has in the discard uh, and and left in the deck, I know that if I just keep now, like my hand might say, you want to play the hand? It's the most obvious now. Like hand that that you should play. But at the end, because of the game situation, you look at the board and what you have on the board, uh, you know that if I just reap now, I gain more amber than playing the cards. That's the right call because I know that I'm going to be first in tempo because of the situation. So that understanding those, the right idea of thinking about the tempo, not about bursting, more about forging keys. Who's, Who's first in forging keys and how the opponent can stop. That's super important to think about when you're playing low A decks,
2: uh, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I think like some some decks could be like pure rush. Then you might not even need like a single ember control card, possibly if you are fast enough and if you have key sheets. Then maybe that's enough. But in other decks and most of the decks I play, I think I have like maybe a single uh, high impact uh, ember control card. And then I think it's usually important in which house that card is uh, placed. Because you want it in a house that also can push yourself forward in Ember control most in uh, in those ki- kinds of uh, decks. Since it's gonna be a race, uh, you you probably like yeah it, it might not um, it might just need to stop your opponent like one turn while you push yourself forward, uh, and that is the difference make, uh, difference maker. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think in, in like not looking at the numbers but also like if you have one high impact uh control card uh, what house is, is it in uh, so
0: for this kind of tempo deck i guess if i have summarized a bit what you guys were saying you need some kind of big play to stop a key you need to be able to play it at the right time and you need to be able to push yourself to towards your own victory on that turn as well that yeah. a good summary so yeah, you need kind of probably sound. some kind of efficiency i guess to be able to have that one card at the right time is that your experience yeah,
1: yeah. now you're saying the word efficiency and that's the next point that i would say that mm. you are able to have low a decks even with mediocre efficiency but the higher the better at the end because that means that you're calm, you will be have a high chance to get the right cards at the right moment and even be able to create like create amber enough to be first in the, key, the forging tempo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's probably quite not, it feels like kind of obvious, right? <laughs> in that sense, like if you play a control deck, it doesn't matter that your your efficiency is not that high because you have enough of high impact cards that keeps your opponent at check. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But here in with the low A, if you have only the one, you need to have the right tools to get it at the right time. That's when efficiency comes into play.
2: But I think, like, uh, yeah, I think efficiency maybe, because the way I see it is maybe two kinds of decks primarily uh, that does this well. Either like Flood, where you just get creatures out all the time and put pressure on that way. Um, And then you also have just uh, Pips. Obviously, a rush uh, with key sheets and stuff. And I think in that case, maybe not, maybe you don't need that much efficiency because maybe you don't even need uh, the Ember Control in in those decks. Mm. Like uh, I think it's more needed in the Flood uh, than in the than in the uh, Pip Rush because then maybe your C can work more uh, like Ember Control <laughs> in that you okay. can just. Yeah, sure. um, Slow down your opponent uh, if they get bored. I'm uh, so, sure if you agree, but uh, but I think uh, maybe in my experience at least my flood decks uh, depend more uh, on just the ember control it has, uh, and then I I feel like I need I need that efficiency efficiency to either archive to get it in the in the right moment or in order to uh, shuffle and uh, use it a second time.
1: Hmm
0: but but i think even for the type of deck that doesn't rely on the big play at the right time the tempo deck but also for the pure rush deck i think efficiency helps because it just helps you play your pips faster or play yeah. your creatures faster to to make a threat i guess that your opponent oh, yeah. needs to oh, yeah. so so the the my competitive almost zero amber deck uh, it has a lot of speed uh, kind of weird speed. It has three wild wormholes and and library access, uh, so so it, it it creates the even if I don't have the wild wormholes on the library access turn, they still put creatures on the board or puts put cards in play that give me pips, and then I just push forward all the time, and the efficiency helps me with that. I would say, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I think...
2: mean, that's my experience as well. I'm just uh, theorizing that maybe like a Cota deck with this and Untamed uh, could probably do this uh, without needing the efficiency, probably because uh, you could have ways in, in this to just slow down the game while mm. you keep getting pips up. So more like a theory, I'm not sure, but of course it helps with the efficiency in both mm. cases, right?
0: So the factors we've discussed is tempo and efficiency, I guess the next one which we have touched on is the ability to force a key even but basically taking away the opportunity for your opponent to stop your key mm. uh, and the most common way is a key cheat uh, right like chota uh, yes I I burst to 12 amber and I played chota twice with with uh, uh, okay for 14 amber and I played chota twice with with uh, bouncing uh, yeah, nature's call, and I make two keys in one turn, and it's game over or something like that. Um, yeah. But another way you mentioned this another way to force a key is to use turn control, right? So you you have you have a card like uh, like control the weak. It's very good if if your opponent if you know what houses your opponent doesn't have any key control left, then you force them there and you get a key. So uh, even yeah. if they have even if they have key control in all houses they may have already used all of it in one of the houses or something like that and you, you can, yeah.
1: yeah that reminds me of for example hero uh, that i have the deck hero iron Horse, the aggressive exorcist that uh, that has 5.5 amber control uh it has an efforts principle which is like the big uh that i need to have in the right moment um and then it has the control the one control of the week, and i I've won many games just by because it that deck can amber that can burst and create a lot of amber. and with the right timing of control of the week, I've been able to win games. so that that key that is a huge card, especially if you have if you remember the opponent's uh, key uh, amber capture steel cards and you you know that they've used them in the certain house. Then you know also safely which house you would like to call yeah so that's a perfect example for example of that that again
2: yeah but i mean in, in practice uh cards like control the weak um can also be amber control yeah that you 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 make your opponent not uh, produce amber for a turn because you know what house uh, they would do that in and you you force them to do something else so uh like control could be like like the stats does not show the entire mm. Uh, thing really.
0: That's true uh, control the week can do anything, it can be tempo uh, by saying yeah. you, you lose a turn <laughs> or uh, yeah it's just <laughs> why did they print that card <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> um, another thing that you kind of touched on I guess also before is uh, if you can't take your, your opponent's ability, if you can't take the amber away, you can somehow stop your opponent from from gaining amber like you said control the weak but also creature control to some extent helps with that right so a big for a pure rush deck a big a big threat is a, is a deck that can get lots of creatures out and then reap for six every turn or something uh yeah so so then you need to be able to deal with that in some way uh, so so I think uh, creature control is actually quite quite a big deal also because it helps get rid of captured amber and stuff like that. Uh so some targeted key control, I think sorry, ca- targeted creature control can really help a low amber deck as well, a low amber control
1: deck. Uh yeah. Something that I also would lo- I would like to add is actually when I'm looking at my my decks with low A, most of them have actually uh, uh, artifact control. And when I recall uh, through all the games that I play with those decks, there's so many times it's been super important for me to get some really pesky artifacts away from the opponent uh, to hinder, that would stop my tempo push or would stop my usage of cards with it or so forth. So forth. So actually, um, I always if I try to find a deck with low A, I usually want <coughs> to have a at least one card that is a artifact control card. I don't know what do you think about that, but I, I actually see th- that's a a theme that I for me at least I would like to have always, especially when it's a low amber control deck. Mm.
2: I have um, I guess three go to decks with uh, what I would considered below A and two of them doesn't have artifact control but Mm. I have uh, uh, like been so frustrated like a lot of times when I play those decks because I feel like I need need it Uh, but I'm not sure if that's just like my general frustration with artifacts sometimes uh, that my lineups uh, doesn't have as much R as I would like to have but um, but, mine
0: kind of has artifact control it has a barehanded which it's enough to get rid of the i don't know to get rid of the quick stone so i can play my dust pixels next turn or to get rid of of the ethan's C R or, or something like that so uh, mm. or delay i, I won a game i played because i delayed their their
1: uh amphora captura with it uh, yeah no I think the reason why I think th- that it's important to have at least one uh, artifact control card is because usually, and this is a, a new like key idea, is that low A decks, they need to have a clear goal, like a clear um, theme. Mm. And usually that makes them a bit um, obvious in that sense. So it's actually a, a bit easier to play against them uh, because yeah. they are a bit just straightforward towards this same idea Um, and that's also reason then one artifact can destroy it Uh, when if it would be a more versatile deck uh, it's like okay fine this plan won't be able i won't be able to use it but i have other tools and other ways of still winning the game Mm. but in in low a you're kind of because of the lack of that that um, uh, amber control, it puts you in in a corner, and that's that's the reason. It's really important that you have a clear like goal with the deck that you, what the deck wants to do. And we've already mentioned like it's either peep rush or it's flooding, or it's combo. Like I have a deck that is a ADT deck that relies. I mean, it can win because it still creates pressure and uh, uh, amber rush, but it really many times does a comeback because of the combo. I know I can do the combo, and I feel kind of safe still. Uh, oh. And it's still a low A. It has just enough uh, enough of amp control that it can create the combo possibility. And then it just do the combo and wins the game. Hmm. Um, so I think that's the reason it's, for me, I feel like the R has a bit of more importance compared to uh, different kind of uh, decks uh, that have a higher A. If it makes yeah. sense. Does it make sense what well, I think?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it makes sense. It. But, but also, like, uh, when I think of decks, since I play mainly my good decks in NKFL, we also have, like, the banning. Since of Hexad, you can remove decks. So I think that's also important. Uh, if you run these types of decks, like my Genka deck, for example, it doesn't have R. So Ethan's Jar kills it pretty much. Um uh, which means I have to look out for that, and then I have to maybe put a ban on those kind of. Um, like, so that's like that's a weakness in in the deck that it can't deal with. Uh, like a single card could could destroy it, right? So in, in that sense, yeah, having R would be awesome. <laughs> like in, in that deck, it would be it would be great. Um, but in Hexad, you you can still. Work with those type of decks. I think uh, if you, if maybe your other decks in your line are more versatile, you can afford to have these decks that might be more obvious and, uh, but still have good matchups uh, that you can maybe mm. force.
0: And if you, the other thing you can do, I guess, if you have a deck with low amber control, you can ban decks
1: with potential to burst. That's
0: another thing you can do.
1: So. Mm. So. yeah exactly that's that's been you know through all my NKF seasons when i look at persons uh, opponents deck lineups I, my because of the decks that i have i simply need to there's like really good decks i'm like okay i want to ban that and then i look the other one which is not actually that scary but oh my goodness it can burst and i know i if if they will do that it's game so i mm-hmm usually ban that because of the reason that I have many of my decks are low especially that they don't have the scaling amber control and that's the thing I don't have like that's super important to at least have one scaling amber control because that helps at least to play against burst decks and stop them doing their burst because they know that you might have it (laughs)
2: let's
0: move on a bit to how to we have touched it a bit I guess but how to play uh a low amber control deck so one thing we talked about is the plan a is to most of the time is either to get ahead and win by either by just rushing or by by tempo or getting to your combo but let's say your plan a doesn't work your opponent gets ahead what do you do if you're playing a low amber control deck
1: mm, good question Yeah, <laughs> good question. I think um, uh, usually in those situations, first of all, my first uh, feeling is like this game is done, <laughs> <laughs> because with an low A, the comeback comeback possibility is just lower. Uh, just the the way, especially especially I'm thinking about one of my favorite decks that I have, uh, which is actually in my lineup, um, the Olympias, which is like super floody deck, but because it doesn't have the key cheat, if I am behind in tempo, it just, it's going to lose. It it must be first. So uh, if that happens with that deck, then it, in most of the cases it loses. Obviously I, what I try to do is to do what it can do, which is flooding and take control of the board. And that's when, that's when what the algorithm said that the C can be become a certain kind of a amber control. Because when I keep it clean, the opponent can't at least have anything to say on the uh, board. So I know what I can do and dictate. And usually that game becomes really then who's drawing at the end if the opponent is drawing well enough to create amber that he keeps the tempo up. So that's what I'm saying, that the the chance is lower than for me to actually win during those situations if I don't have a deck that has a key cheat. Uh, But if there's a deck that is low A and has a key cheat then it's all about finding that combo that you know that, okay, we're both in the last key and I've been maybe holding for this key cheat because I, I need to be able to play it with one turn and do the cheat. Um, so it's all about then trying to be as efficient and as good with you, what you have and hopefully draw the needed cards for uh, for doing that last burst.
2: Yeah. So so with my decks uh, I would say uh, they are quite different like my combo deck my genka deck uh, if i get behind uh, from like pure rush like they get a lot of amber uh, but they don't have the board then uh, like either i have a lot of archiving in it and i can archive from deck so and i have one high impact card in mars with hypnotic command um, that can, like, that's a four ember swing if I get all my ember, or uh, my Mars uh, creatures out. So either you have to play for uh, like the perfect scenario, uh, like hope to be lucky with like random archiving and stuff, uh, if you get behind. Uh, I also have potential for a testman lock in this. So that uh, is again, like the control side of things. Uh, that maybe you have to to just get taunts out and go for that wincon instead. So that's like two different wincons uh, in that deck. And depending on like what you draw and what you see, uh, do they have a lot of creatures or do they just burst in ember? Uh, you have to sort of lean into one of the two, um, the one that you have the, the highest chance to pull off. It's usually the genka part of it and hypnotic command, but the other one works for certain scenarios as well, uh, but then like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, in the cycling, which is the other deck I had in my lineup last uh, uh, last season, I think that uh, its ember control is actually decent, even if Sass says it's low, lower than five. It has a few cards that gives it like a negative ember control, like harvest time and stuff Mm -hmm. and harvest time is in that deck you can use to burst instead so that's Mm -hmm. not really uh, something that impacts you negatively Um, uh, you have a lot of mutants, it's a dev deck as well, you have vault's blessing like it's game plan is to burst uh, and the harvest time is not really a detriment to that, you can just burst again in this then and you, you push even more and then you have uh, effervescent principle, uh, and you have a few other options as well. Uh, so I think in that case, it's more like, uh, I think SAS actually uh, is not really correct in how it uh, portrays the deck. Uh, it, it can deal with uh, burst, it can like, tax some, uh, and but its game plan is just to burst. And I don't think it has a plan B, it, it just needs to, to try that. Uh, and try to make the like uh, Ember control plays uh, at the right time. Hmm. Um, So I think what
0: what both of you are saying, there is this concept of playing to your outs. Like, you see you're in trouble. You see, I don't know, there is one thing I can do. It's a 10% chance. I get it. But it's the only thing that can happen. So you just desperately try to make that thing happen. And if it works, it works. And if not, yeah. it, it doesn't. I had a, I had a match where I was behind. I was playing my rush stick. and uh, my only chance was he. My opponent was so much ahead, so my only chance was I had just had the logos turn, and I drew like again the turn after I drew like library access and one. One wild wormhole, <laughs> and I was like, okay, my only chance now is to go with library access and hope to <laughs> draw stuff with the li- li- <laughs> yeah. with the wild wormhole, <laughs> and somehow I did it, <laughs> and, uh, nice. and 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 it was enough for me to win in the untamed the turn after, but and it was like it was something like I don't know two percent chance or something that, that that it would happen that that I would hit the right cards with the with the wild wormhole yeah. and and. and to, to, to give me more Logos cards uh, and that's what happened so that was uh, my, my opponent was very nice about it if if I was my opponent there I would have been very angry about that loss I think <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> and uh, another thing I guess is uh, something most of the time when you have a low amber control deck you kind of have a rush deck so but if you are in the situation where you're behind, you may have, if you have identified and you see the chance of bursting and going past is super low, you may have to do something kind of uh, not intuitive and start fighting to, to get rid of their creatures uh, and hope that, OK, if I kill their creatures by fighting and creature control then I have more pips, and I can maybe still. Basically, you have to fight or or control the board in order to stop them from extending their lead. And maybe Mm. then you can, by the fact that you have more efficiency or more pips, after you have dealt with the immediate threat, you can maybe rush past and, and, and win.
2: Yeah.
0: I've had most of the games when I am forced to do that, I lose but i've had some games where it has
2: helped and it has allowed me to win so Mm. yeah i think especially for like a a combo deck um that's just like buying you time and Mm. and that's something you have to do quite often in my experience by yourself Uh, just the, the time needed to pull off the combo um so yeah
0: Okay, so to wrap up this discussion, I figured we could each uh, talk about our favorite low amber control deck, just mention what it is and how it relates to what we have discussed. So so I will go first. Uh, my favorite low amber control deck is the deck I talked about, my Pip Rush deck with, with uh, uh, library access and wild wormholes and lots of pips and untamed. And it's basically one of those rush decks. It's, it doesn't care about tempo. Uh, it cares about just gaining the pips faster than you do, and that's it. And it doesn't have any ways to stop you. It has a dexter, and it has a crump. That's it. So I can, I can, <laughs> I can stop you at check if you're on six exactly, uh, and and that's that's it. So, but it does have a chota, so I can cheat out keys. Uh, so what is that, it called? It's called Ban Wrench, the butcher of the markets. Mm. Uh,
1: Maybe you should put it the uh, the link. Yeah, to... we, we we should
0: be, we put the link to our favorite zero amber deck, zero amber control decks in the in the description. That's a good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And then, Mister K-pop, what is your favorite uh, low amber control
1: deck? Oh yeah, my favorite set, DT. My favorite deck, probably currently, Last Mother's Mark Tiger. Um, this deck is super fun to play because it is actually a versatile deck. It's on the borderline. It's 5.3 uh, Amber control. But the only cards that he has control is the Sub Submersive Principle. Uh, and then he has Brent, uh, Brent the Fanatic, uh, Hart Simpson, and uh, also the Hobnobber. But they are... <laughs> Like they're not kind of pure in that sense. Scooped also. Scoop is the kind of like more pure because you need to set up the amber control. Hmm. So that's the reason it's a bit low and it can be hard, because you can't always kill brand the way you would like to. And know have. <laughs> does he ever steal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does actually. There's a situation with him. he's been he's been doing that, but that's Anyways, as, you, as your reaction says, it's not that often. <laughs> uh, and then I don't have pips actually to hard Simpson either. I have the key card here to be able to do this combo is the booby trap. I will be able to kill Brand and hard Simpson steal one. But you know, oh, three yeah. card. And it are three cards to that to really make it. So it's it's not always that easy. So it's tricky. That's it. That's the amber control that it has. But the thing here is that it has um, some crazy, cool combo stuff. Um, untamed uh, has uh, the waste knot with the mushroom man to draw mm. a lot of cards. Um, it can also have a, a beach day to bounce which of the dawn with the with, that has a draw pip on it. So I can create a lot of pressure with this deck. Uh, but then the most most important thing, which is makes this deck amazing, is the Data Forge, Final Analysis, Library Card Combo, uh, which means that you are able to, you know, when you you have those key cards and enough... Here's the thing. This is not a, a Genka type of combo, which is annoying at like to play against because you can't <laughs> do that much it's on the opponent's hands in and the manipulation archiving stuff blah 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 you need to have like Dusani or whatever like that but here you can, you have actually a possibility to play against this deck because it needs to have creatures on the board so uh, it's harder to do, pull actually pull out the combo and that's the reason it's also most satisfying for me to be able to pull it out, but yeah. this is probably one of the best that can do this combo. I've been searching for a lot of these kind of decks because I really liked it. Um, and the thing here is that when I have the face shift and the waist knot combined with Talmage Steelheart, think about that. Mm-hmm. Finally, I have a deck that Talmage Steelheart is actually important that because when be you pull out yeah, it's the combo M- turn. It's <laughs> a- amazing. You put library card, activate it. You play face uh, shift, draw a card. You play some bunch of creatures, draw, draw a card, draw a card. Then you play final, and it says, boom, you draw a lot of cards. And then you play your Talmud, and your whatever, whatever. you play 10 cards. It comes with 13, whatever, big, and then you uh, play the waste out, boom, more yeah. cards. And it's actually able, to, it, it can win from 0-2 key situation, and win just by doing that that uh, combo. So it's actually a OTK deck in that case. Yeah. Um but yeah that's that's one of my favorite low a, uh, amber control combo deck.
2: Yeah that's super cool. Is it
1: one phase shift you have it in it? Yeah I have only one face shift. Mm,
2: yeah. Uh, okay so my favorite uh, low A deck is uh, Ant Wrestler uh monument impersonator that's it's an a, infamous deck at this point. Yeah, it's a sixty-nine SAS MM deck. Nice. Uh with four point four Ember control. Uh only eight creature control as well. And only fourteen expected ember. So it doesn't look very good. It doesn't have artifact control either. But it, it has twenty two speeds and the speed is mainly uh like <clears throat> on uh, yeah you have you have Del jericho and you have um, uh, fast logos with uh, ultra graviton and uh, uh, informorphs so you have uh, draw pips in all houses uh, you have daughters Cronus, auto encoder uh, and uh, and you have a lot of creatures 21 creatures so with this deck uh, the game plan is quite simple and easy to to see you want to so flood the board uh, with a lot of creatures uh, you want your board to be sticky and you want to cycle your deck often and you you usually get to like a mass archive as well with the encoder and gravitron and uh, and the chronos Uh, so i have a a a ring low in sanctum uh, which sas gives one uh, amber control score for but in practice in this deck i feel like it it uh is just so important uh, and does so much work. Uh, like, I think in general, we didn't say this, but I think um, low M control decks, no, like, uh, no matter the type, uh, are more like they have bad matchups uh, more so than other more versatile decks, obviously. But uh, so, I, I can't play this versus a deck with just uh, a lot of uh, creature control and. Uh, pips because that doesn't work but uh, there are decks with uh, maybe just one wipe uh, or something like that and then this uh, this can just be uh, establish a board so fast that the opponent can't really uh, deal with it and the bring low uh, works just not for one turn but it works for several turns because the the captured ember you spread it out uh, and it actually helps like long term as well it's not like it's in a way like a miasma, uh, but it helps you in the later turns as well, because you have like four cap- uh, capture pips spread out uh, in the deck as well. And you have uh, Ember Control uh, in all houses, even if it's not by much, but you can stop one key uh, on six or seven in all houses mm. pretty much.
0: And you, so... like you said, you have most of the deck on the board or in the archives, so you get that high impact card back all the time, the ring yeah. low.
2: Exactly. In the right matchup, you do. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite.
0: Okay, cool. So we will put, like we said, we will put up uh, links to these texts so you can follow along in the discussion in the in the show notes, and hopefully we remember to do it. <laughs> uh, and then finally, let's move on to the last item, which is the key forge in the Nordic region subject, uh, and the main news we have is that Scisox has announced that after season 18 of the NKFL, there will be an NKFL Alliance experiment. So this is basically uh, the first uh, time we do Alliance in the NKFL in any form. And the format is quite interesting. You, you take uh, six house pods from one set and they have to be different houses. You can't have two logos or something like that. There has to be six different houses. Uh, and so you need to choose six out of the seven houses that are that exist in any set. And then you do an NKFL-style banning phase, but for the house pods. So you start by banning a house pod each from the others lineup. You protect one and in your own and you ban another one. And then you have four house pods left uh, and then you use those to build an alliance deck and then i don't know the details is it best of three somehow or how
2: um best of three yeah i think and you can switch out in between uh, games like you have four houses at your disposal so mm. after the first game you could switch out uh, another mm. uh, the one left out mm. so yeah, that i think it sounds super interesting I'm already signed up for it.
0: Yeah, um, I think I will not play, but kind of also because I, <laughs> it's good to have a break sometimes, uh, from from playing something. So, um, but uh, I think it will be whether I play or not. It will be very fun to follow and see how it goes and see see what people think yeah. about it.
2: Uh, yeah, I expect a lot of uh, worlds collide and mm.
0: Ah, worlds collide. Interesting. Yeah, for me, it's looking like mass mutation is my weapon i have a secret weapon for mass mutation ah. w- which is that
2: share i have it. i what share it <laughs> okay
0: yeah And then it's not secret anymore that's quite stupid but i will do it anyway <laughs> uh i have a saurian auto encoder oh. so so i can make a deck and it's the rest of the house is quite good but not super scary so it will not be banned so so I, if as long as they don't ban my logos pod which they probably won't, because other pods are more scary. I can make a deck with two auto encoders. That's kind of <laughs> that's that's kind of junk. Probably not competitive, but it's fun. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see also what house people leave out, like from MM, for example. Mm. Will everyone leave out? I don't know, sanctum. Or yeah, for
0: creatures. me it would be sanctum, but it's because I would have an untamed with with. Uh, the card that works very well with encoder, the punctuated equilibrium. That would be fun. This, like I would, I've considered joining that just so I won one turn in all the, the games I play. I can play. I can have two auto encoders out and play punctuated equilibrium to <laughs> to draw six cards and archive twelve cards and make you discard your hand. But yeah, oh, that's...
2: do you also have a shadows pod with a borrow in it?
0: Yes, that's true. So, <laughs> but then I don't have. Then I don't have. In that case, I don't have. I can't make a triple that way. Or if I make a triple, oh, okay. I can't use the punctuated equilibrium. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah so, but yeah, that's we'll some crazy plans straight
1: away.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, <we> can just...
0: <laughs> so yeah, let's let's see how that goes. And that's what we had for tonight. So, uh, stay hydrated, everyone, and see you next time.